Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Thank you very much, sir. Appreciate it. 7.35 on this Tuesday morning. It's the 21st day of November. 2023, and I'm John Reed. Glad you are with us today on News Radio WRVA. So I would, I, I got this all wrong. Everybody, I kind of thought we would stress out for three months, getting ready for the statewide elections, all of these House of Delegates seats, all these Senate seats. Um, I had hoped that Republicans would do really well. I mean, it wasn't, it, it wasn't a complete wipeout. But it certainly wasn't what we had hoped for, you know, hold the House, flip the Senate and the exact opposite, flip the the Democrats, flip the House and held the Senate. So it wasn't wasn't good for Republicans. And quite frankly, it's not going to be good for Virginia going forward. It's weird to me that the average voter seemed to prioritize abortion over their economic survival, their physical survival of their family. I, I mean, I guess a few more people getting shot in the parking lot of the whole foods grocery maybe they'll wake up at some point but you know i i mean you have to decide what's important to you so it's been weird but i thought after the election things would calm down and there were all these people who told me you know john mcguire he's running for senate and i like john i think john works really hard uh he's running for state senate and as soon as he wins man he's going to run for congress and i told him i was like i don't think so why? That's no, I don't think so. You know, I know he and Bob Good have got um, a problem. I think the two of them don't like each other very much, and it's it's gone personal. But I don't think John's going to do that. Well, doggone it. A week after John McGuire won and became senator-elect, he comes out and says, I'm running against Bob Good for the Republican nomination in 2024. And depending on who you talk to, that has been a pretty controversial decision. So, depending on who you talk to, I figured we should go right to the guy himself, Congressman Bob Good, who is with us this morning. Uh, Congressman, I appreciate you coming on. Were you surprised by this, and and, and what is your reaction now that it's official? Uh, great to be with you, John. Thanks yes, for having me. You know, we always expected opposition. I've never had the luxury of having an uncontested race. You know, I had a battle when I, I've only run in two races in my life, mm-hmm. uh, two seats in my life, I should say. When I was 50 years old, I was asked to run for county supervisor in the Sunburst District of Campbell County, decided to serve just a four-year term, didn't run, uh, run again. And then in 2019, was once again asked by friends and neighbors to run for 
Congress, uh, go right from county supervisor to Congress. I ran for the fifth district seat. That's the only two seats I've ever run for in, in uh, an eight year span now. Uh, but uh, my, we always expected opposition. I expect there might be more opposition. Uh, there's always people who want to be in Congress. Uh, my declared opponent uh, has, is now in his fifth race in two years. Uh, yeah. You know, the 56th delegate race in 21, the 7th uh, congressional district in 21, and 20, uh, then in 21 and 22, he makes an attempt at the 5th district, uh, this particular seat. He makes an attempt for that. He's making phone calls, trying to ask folks if they'll support him. Uh, and then he frankly misses the filing deadline and then pivots right away to the 10th Senate race. And now he's in the, uh, again, the 5th district uh, congressional race, apparently so. Um and, and this is, you know, while there's lots of ambitious people, uh, you know, who are you know, constantly looking for their neck in politics, sadly to say, that's why, um, you know, politics, politicians are held in such low regard. And but when you have a combination of blind, unchecked ambition combined with the potential for unlimited resources from the from the uh, California swamp cartel uh, who's seeking retaliation uh, because uh, he's no longer the speaker of the House, uh, when you have that potential, uh, with with just blind, unchecked ambition, you see a new level of of behavior that maybe uh, most of us haven't seen. I mean, when have you ever seen someone who has not been sworn into office running for the next the, the next rung, reaching, grasping for the next rung on the ladder? When have you ever seen that happen before? I don't think I have. I did. I got to be honest with you. I thought uh, I, I thought that was odd, and I, I said that to know, John when, when he called you know, in the other day. When something doesn't, you know, hasn't happened, nothing significant has changed. And it's mm-hmm. interesting in, in the very interview that you're referring to, mm-hmm. uh, my announced opponent uh, said, oh, I decided to run when Israel got invaded on October 7. Because mm-hmm. you know, that, that was somehow, you know, attributed to my fault. And then in the very same interview, he said he decided to run on November 7 when the Virginia elections didn't go as, as he thought they would, because that was also you know, my fault. So I, I don't know if it was October 7, November 7, but the reality is uh, this was planned uh, from the very, um, before, before he even uh, secured the uh, 10th Senate district nomination. Uh, people knew that, you know, you had signs that were changed during the, and it's kind of interesting that you spend a lot of money on signs when you don't have a general election opponent. Mm-hmm. And then you change the signs from the, uh, Senate to just Virginia, sort of a generic sign, uh, because you know, this this was what he was apparently planning to do all along. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want to reveal something in public that was said in private, and I've been to a number of events where you've given speeches, and it sounds like there is uh, some history here. Is is this all personal? You think you you being upset with him and being him being upset with you? It's unfortunate when you have conflict in politics. Sometimes people attribute that to personal. People did that with uh, former Speaker McCarthy. They said, oh, mm-hmm. Bob doesn't like Kevin McCarthy. I, was, I attacked Kevin McCarthy's uh, record in Congress or record in leadership or lack thereof, him passing major spending bills with predominantly Democrat votes. And I, that's why I said I was challenging him a year ago. The only conflict Kevin McCarthy I had was with what he was doing as the leader of the Republican minority and then the Republican majority. In respect to my declared opponent, I never was planning to run for the fifth uh, House seat, 56th House seat in the General Assembly. I never was planning to run for the 10th Senate seat in the Virginia General Assembly. Uh, And so the only conflict that I've had with my declared opponent is when he has attempted twice now to primary challenge me. 
uh, which is certainly his right to do so. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's right for anybody to do so. And I'm not entitled to nomination. I'm not entitled to election. I have to mm-hmm. earn that from the, the wonderful people of Virginia's 5th District, and they will determine whether or not I can, you know, I've not declared for re-election. I certainly intend to do so, mm-hmm. but they will be the ones who decide whether or not uh, they want me to continue to represent them. But uh, this, my, my current opponent uh, lied to me three times uh, after he missed the filing deadline and came to me and begged and pleaded with me to, to endorse him in the 10th Senate race as he had pivoted to run for that. And I told that's him, what well, I've heard I, you say. I didn't want to I, reveal that. And, but, yeah. and, and I, t- I told him, I said, I, well, I don't make it a habit of endorsing people who try to primary me. And his first response was dishonestly to say, oh, I didn't try to primary you. And then when I explained to him all these people who had called me and told me that he was asking for support, you know, whether it was unit chairs, whether it was activists, whether it was donors, you know, these people tell you when someone calls and says, hey, I'm going to try to primary Bob Good, will you support me? And they were telling me, of course. Mm-hmm. And then, then his response was, well, you know, I didn't know you back then, which was not true. We, we had uh, both run for my, again, my only congressional seat ever run for the 10th, the 7th, uh, 5th district. Well, he ran for the 7th district and lost that nomination to Mr. Freitas. He said, well, I didn't know you, but we had been together and talked on the phone. And I said, and I demonstrate that that's not true. You didn't know me. And then he said, well, I didn't know you were a conservative. And I said, well, you can say a lot of things about me, but that's clearly not true. Everybody knows that. You, know, you can disagree yeah. and say I'm too conservative. or you know. But, um, and, and then his response was, well, it wasn't my right to challenge. I said, yes, it was. You're right. It is your right. But it's not, you're not entitled to an endorsement. So the only conflict that we've ever had is relative to him trying to primary challenge me. Uh, and then after, uh, you know, he, he won the nomination, obviously I supported another candidate, but he won the nomination. I reached out and extended my congratulations. And, you know, folks asked me, hey, do you guys have conflict? I said, well, we won't have any conflict. I'm not planning to run for the 10th Senate District. We would only have conflict if he were to ch- choose again to run for the 5th District nomination. So uh, I think folks can look at the facts. You know, I, I also right. would just point out when you're using personal smears and attacks and, uh, you know, talking about, you know, I'm hollering at grandmas and I'm, I don't treat my constituents right. And also, by the way, to equate the fact that I have endorsed uh, Governor Ron DeSantis, that somehow that means that I'm against President Trump. I'm uh, President, President Trump, the best president of my lifetime. I will enthusiastically support him if he is the nominee. Uh, just like uh, back in 16, when I you know was endorsed Ted Cruz, I wasn't against now, uh, former President Trump or any of the other candidates, I was for Ted Cruz until President Trump became the nominee, mm-hmm. and I was for him. Uh, but so to equate the fact that I, I'm looking for eight years of leadership, uh, to equate the fact that I think in a general election uh, in the uh, battleground states uh, that, that uh, Governor DeSantis gives us the best chance to win, to somehow equate that, that, I, that he has used the term I was a never Trumper, which obviously demonstrably yeah. not true. Uh, and, uh, you know, he, he said that I went to, on your show that I went to Mar-a-Lago to beg for an endorsement. I've never been to Mar-a-Lago. I've never went to see President Trump I to see, ask for okay. an endorsement. So, you know, so just to make things up like that because he doesn't have a case and he's got to try to deceive and to smear and to attack on a personal level, I think folks will see through that. And, and it's interesting that the very swamp establishment that he says he wants to go to fight against He's being a tool of that establishment uh, and, and the, the leader of that uh, from California uh, uh, who will fund his campaign if he, if he does make a viable run for the nomination would be because he's getting millions of res- dollars of resources outside of Virginia from the, the D.C. swamp cartel that he claims that he wants to fight against. 
You know, you and I talked after the decision to oust Kevin McCarthy, and then I think I even asked you, do you think that was a mistake? Was that a good thing? Uh, and, And there are two different issues. One is a practical issue for the House of Representatives and the future of America, and the other is the politics of it. Do you think, looking back, that you put yourself in an uncomfortable situation or a negative situation with that judgment, or do you stand by Well, whether it's endorsing Governor DeSantis or whether it's removing Kevin McCarthy, I think folks can recognize that I do what I believe is right, irrespective of what the political risk or cost might be to me. Find me another person elected office uh, in Virginia who you would you could point to who has done the same things they believe were right because they care about the country, they care about the Congress, uh, and they do that at potential political peril. Hmm. Uh, Apparently, my opponent wishes that uh, Kev McCarthy was still the speaker. Uh, And I will remind everyone, by the way, that it was President Trump who did endorse Kevin McCarthy for speaker when we were trying to remove him back in January. Uh, So, uh, and my opponent, again, apparently wishes that Kevin McCarthy was still speaker. Uh, the country is so much better off. The Republican majority is so much better off. The Congress is so much better off. I'm so thankful we have Speaker Mike Johnson. Uh, I believe he's an honest individual. That's a quite a difference from what we had before. I believe he's a genuine conservative. That's quite a difference from what we had before. He's mm-hmm. trusted, admired, respected within our Congress. Uh, that is not was not the case under the previous Speaker. So uh, I'm absolutely uh, you know, convinced that it was right. the right thing to do uh, and that the country's better off for it. Well, I hope we will talk to you a lot over the next several months. Congressman Bob Good, representing the 5th Congressional District, I always appreciate the chance to spend some time with you. Thank you. Thank you, John. Happy Thanksgiving, my friend. To you, too. Yes, sir. It's 748, and we're back with more in a moment on News Radio WRVA. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.